welcome back everyone to the Into You Wellness Podcast. I'm your guide, Natasha, bringing you your weekly conversation around Ayurveda, yoga, and intuitive wisdom. All right, everyone, we are in the Kapha season. So today I'm going to look at how Kapha can support us and also Dinacharya routines that we can, or rituals that we can put in place to help support us through the Kapha season. So let's look at the Kapha dosha and the constitution of Kapha. So people who are mostly Kapha by their constitution tend to have a strong, substantial frame. Uh, they are strong and they also have a lot of stanima. Kapha is comprised of that earth and water element, the stuff which, you know, bricks are made of. It's this strength that offers Kapha this robust immunity and unflagging energy. Kaphas also have this good nature about them. They are also very compassionate. When Kaphas are balanced, they are calm and loving and they're loyal and they often have really good health. Kapha dosha people are also very affectionate and sweet. However, when they are out of balance, they can be lethargic and they can lean towards depression. They also can retain a lot of alma in their bodies. When you look at kaphas, they tend to move slowly. They eat slowly. They also learn slowly. However, as they learn, they have a long-term retention of memory. They also speak very clearly, uh, with a lot of clarity within it, and very deliberately as well. One thing about the Kapha constitution is they really need to keep moving, or that couch potato syndrome could set in. They also tend to be more slowly in wanting to change. However, when they do change, it sticks. The Kapha constitution also needs to avoid attachment to the past and getting stuck in that place of how things were. They need to be careful not to overeat as they can be prone to overweight. And exercise is really important for Kapha as it is for any dosha, but for the Kapha dosha, Getting that exercise in before 10 a.m. is really key to get their bodies moving first thing in the morning. As far as exercise for kapha types, a more vigorous exercise can tend to work really well for them. Back to kapha's nature, as I'd mentioned, there's this sweet, loving, and very dependable. And they can be a great support to others and to other doshas as well. Remember, we have all three doshas within us. However, we may have different degrees of amount of that dosha. So we all have kapha within us. It may not be your strongest dosha, so it is still important to keep that kapha in balance and healthy, especially as we move into the kapha season. So when we look at the kapha dosha, it controls the moisture in the body. And when we have an excess of kapha in the body, or too much of it, it can really lead to the result of having too much of that thick mucus within the body. And this can become a 
breeding ground for colds and allergies. And due to the fact that we are in the kapha season, this can really uh, push the kapha dosha even more as we are in this cold and wet season of this late winter and early spring. So if you find that the kapha is getting excessive, you might need to have some, some support around keeping colds and coughs at bay. Some other key things about kapha is that they really know how to relax. They are the ones that really look after themselves in that area of keeping that balance of relaxation and work. As I had mentioned in previous episodes, there are qualities or gunas to each of the doshas. Qualities or the gunas of kapha are they're unctuous and oily, slimy or smooth, cold, wet, heavy, stable, and static. There's the softness, cloudy and sticky, and slow and dense. So looking at those qualities that are very earth and water. Looking at the kapha's primary functions, I had mentioned that there's this strength and this structure. We think of the that earth element of the bones, the muscles, like that, our structure of our being. It's also related to the immunity. So kapha and ojas is very connected, very much related to each other. And there's also this lubrication. As I had mentioned just previously about the excess of the, uh, if kapha got into excess, there would be this more thick mucus in the body. With that water and earth element, if we mix those two together, there makes mud. So there's this lubrication that can also be seen within the kapha dosha. Now the kapha dosha sits within the stomach. And this is where we have to be careful of the alma or the toxins building up. Because once the kapha actually accumulates in the stomach, it could flood into the other tissues or organs. And this is where we really want to possibly do a cleanse at this time of year in the spring. One of the best times is around the spring equinox or the first day of spring is looking at doing a simple cleanse, whether it's an Ayurvedic cleanse or a cleanse of your choice. If you find that you're having some stomach issues, this could be part of that kapha dosha imbalance. And that's due to the fact that the stomach is the kapha's home. And this is especially true if the digestion is sluggish and you're feeling fatigued. So other areas that the kapha shows up in, in the body that requires that moisture and lubrication, and that is to be at that full function, would include the heart, the lungs, the throat, the sinuses, and the joints. So within Ayurveda, it's not just the physical structure that we look at the qualities within the kapha. So when we look at the mind, a kapha mind is very kind and forgiving. Kaphas are not easily shaken. They remain really steady within chaos and a crisis and tend to be very tolerant. 
And while the Kapha nature has this strong sense of inner security, when there's that imbalance within Kapha, within the mind, or that excessive Kapha, it can lead to stubbornness, a dullness, fatigue, and just that feeling of lethargic. Within the mind, the Kapha types tend to be a little bit slower in grasping new information. However, they're really strong in the retention of it. They have a really good memory, so they can hold on to that new information. And when imbalanced, they can hold on to things that may not be so good for them. And that could lead to a lot of hurt. So within the body, when we look at the further tissues, kapha is most also associated with the white matter or the fatty tissue layer of the brain and the nervous system. And this is one reason why having good fats in our diet is so important because it helps to keep the brain and the nervous system healthy. Remember that the white matter in the brain tissue is composed of connecting nerve fibers. And the myelin sheath around the nerve fibers are the fatty layers that protect the nerves. And these, be and these can become frayed when stress or, or we're unnourished. One ways that coughs can become unbalanced is oversleeping as coughs can sleep long and really heavily and oversleeping can drive them more into that imbalance. So remember, I had mentioned this prior that one way that the doshas become imbalanced is that like pushes like. So we are in kapha season. If you tend to have more kapha tendencies in your body or you have a higher kapha constitution, you could possibly drive the kapha into an imbalance or into a, an excess. And this could, again, lead to those problems of increasing alma and increasing other imbalances in the body. So then we look to our food, to our lifestyle, to how we're sleeping, uh, and also those daily practices to help keep us balanced within that kapha season. I've already talked a little bit about kapha and the emotional qualities, but just to go over those a little deeper, kaphas are calm and self-contained, and they're also slower to react, especially slower to the emotion of anger. They will often withhold their controversial views and keep just, just in order to keep the peace. Basically, they would rather enjoy your company than win an argument. And you could sort of think of the Kafa motto as, I'm okay and you're fabulous. People tend to really love being around Kafas because they have that sweet nature. When we look at healthy Kafa emotions, these include love and loyalty, caring, kindness, that stable security, and just this general emotional sense of ease. However, when that excess or imbalance comes in, it can throw the emotions just like the mind and the body out of balance. 
And those kapha imbalances could lead to those feelings of depression, stubbornness, greed, and excessive attachment. So let's look at some things that you can do to help keep your kapha balanced and healthy. So looking at the kapha season, you really want to look at those qualities or those gunas. And I had mentioned those are cool, moist, sticky, heavy, slow. So what you're going to look at is doing the opposite, having warmer foods, maybe if you can tolerate a little bit more spicier foods to help warm your, help to warm yourself up. Also start beginning with lighter diets. So lightening up the foods, this is when we can start adding in those spring veggies. While you're having those spring veggies, you do want to make sure you're spicing them up again, just to keep that balance so that you don't drive too much coolness into the body. You can also start wearing brighter colors, making sure that you're getting some kind of movement in first thing in the morning, especially. As always, you're really trying to stay away from processed foods and tastes like sugar, which can be really addictive. So really keeping this conscious way of eating, start looking at those six tastes and start incorporating those into your diet. Let's look at a kapha balancing diet. You wanna favor warm cooked foods and eat lighter. Some of the tastes that you wanna flavor some of the tastes that you want to include is that pungent, bitter, and astringent taste. So going through a list, if you're going to have milk, heating the milk is best. You don't want to get too heavy with the milk as this can be very mucus forming. You could use alternatives such as almond milk. As sweeteners, you can use raw honey. You still want to use this in moderation as it is excellent for reducing kapha. Do not heat the honey as this actually takes away all the good properties that you could get from the honey. You could add it to something that's warm uh, and then reduce the white and brown sugars as these will increase kapha. When we look at grains, most of these are fine for kapha. However, choosing quinoa, barley, and millet can be really fine choices. You wanna avoid more of the wheat and the rice except for the white basmati rice, as the other rices can increase kapha. When we look at fruits, you want to go with those lighter fruits, such as apples and pears. Uh, pomegranates and cranberries are also good for helping to cleanse for kapha. You want to reduce those heavy or sour fruits, such as oranges, ripe bananas, pineapples, figs, dates, avocados, coconuts, and melons. When we look at the diet and the food, really look at the foods that are available at this time of year. Uh, and this, of course, is depending on where you're living. Uh, for legumes, all beans are fine. The only one that you want to, except for tofu, you want to go lightly on that, do that in moderation. For vegetables, again, most here are good. Uh, Try to limit the amount of tomatoes and cucumbers, sweet potatoes and zucchinis, as these can increase kapha. You wanna favor more of those radishes and asparagus, green leafy vegetables, beets, 
broccoli, carrots, cauliflower, pumpkin, squash, and celery. It's great to have these some of these vegetables lightly steamed and you can spice it up with cumin and coriander, turmeric, those kind of spices, just to keep that warmth within. And for spices, all are fine, except for salt. Again, keep that on the lighter side. As far as nuts, you wanna reduce the consumption of nuts. Again, you're just looking at this in moderation. If you're not a vegetarian and you are looking for some meat choices, chicken and turkey, uh, the lighter meats would definitely be best for you to consume. And then lastly, for oils and fats, you only want to have a small amount of those healthy fats or oils. And those can be almond, sunflower, ghee is great, and also olive oil. For a kapha dinacharya, for that daily routine, some lifestyle practices you could bring in. As with any daily routine or dinacharya, we really want to bring in this focus or intention of self-love. In Ayurveda, there's this focus on the early morning routines and also the evening routines as that evening routine sets up our early morning routine for the next day. One thing to keep in mind though for kapha is that kaphas can get into a rut of being too much into a routine. And this can lead to that less excitement in the body and this need for really having some variety as well. When it comes to that routine, Yes, we still want to have that structure. We just don't want to be really rigid within it. We need to have some flexibility and really tune into what we need in the moment. So I'm gonna go through a typical healthy routine for kaphas and for any other doshas as well, coming up through the kapha season. So looking at a routine, let's look at the morning. So first choose a consistent time to awaken. And keep this even on the weekends. If you can, either awaken, preferably around 6 a.m. You can also rise with the sun or just prior to sunrise. Scrape your tongue. Make sure you empty the bladder and the bowels. And one thing that you can do to help with that elimination is taking triphala uh, the evening prior and this can help with keeping that consistency in the removal of AMA, but also in that consistency of, of elimination. Then you want to brush your teeth. You could do oil pulling here as well. Drinking a large glass of warm water, or you could also choose hot water here. And you can either do a lemon with that water, or you could do a spice water with some ginger and cardamom, maybe a little bit of ghee here as well. Then you want to get some kind of movement in and this could be anything from a kundalini yoga or a more active yoga practice maybe a vinyasa yoga practice you could also take out a brisk walk or any other exercise that starts to get you moving and breaking a light sweat moving on you could dry brush the skin after that shower or bathe if you're finding that there is excess mucus, you could do a neti pot if you're comfortable with that. And also placing some nasio oil into the nostrils. 
prior to that shower or bath, you could do an abhyanga or self-massage if the skin is not too oily. Within that morning practice, we can have a practice of meditation. This could be any meditation that works for you, whether it's visualization, having a guided meditation, mantra meditation. You can really choose and pick what works best for you here. And then to wrap up that morning routine, eating a kapha, pacifying breakfast, and this could be fresh fruit or cooked grains. And those grains could be oatmeal, millet, quinoa, with some fresh fruit in that. All right, now as you go throughout the day, keeping a slow and steady work pace, just honor that kapha dosha, honor the kapha season, eat that lunch on time and eat this as your main meal. This is going to be your most substantial meal of the day. Typically we want to eat that main meal when the sun is at its peak. And this is around that noon time. So you can eat that meal anywhere between noon and 2 p.m. After, in that afternoon time, you could take a brisk walk again, just getting some movement back into your day. And then finally wrapping up through that later afternoon is eating a light supper earlier in the evening, if you can, prior to six o'clock. So looking at a bedtime routine, turning off electronics at least 30 minutes before bedtime. And this really applies to all doshas. Want to brush and floss your teeth, go to bed by 10 p.m. This keeps us within that kapha time during the day. I had mentioned trifola, so you could take that trifola. Either they come in tablets or you can also drink it as a tea or you can also take it as a powder. Within this bedtime routine, you could do practices such as yoga nidra just to ease into your bedtime routine, release any tension. You can also use some breath work, some soft yoga breathing could be helpful here, meditation. Anything just to help you to wind down and prepare you for that night of sleep. So just to wrap this up, I'm just going to share a little bit about those kapha super herbs that you can take. So I had mentioned turmeric. This is a pungent and astringent and bitter and heating spice. Turmeric may be the most researched herb of all of these. Turmeric helps to move the lymph. It also helps to cleanse the blood, it lowers cholesterol, and it also inhibits cancer cells. Turmeric soothes the digestion and inhibits the growth of bacteria, yeast, and viruses. When we're looking at our herbs that we're taking, whether we are just putting this in our food as cooking, and this is one of the best ways to get these herbs in, is just putting them into your cooking, into your foods is that it helps with digestion. But remember the herbs power and influence is when we take it in its whole form. The next powerful herb for kapha is ginger. It's pungent and it's heating. This is a really versatile herb. It helps to improve digestion and can help to alleviate nausea. Ginger contains these powerful anti-inflammatory phytonutrients and is a strong antioxidant and antibacterial agent. As I mentioned, ginger is heating. It's very heating and particularly in its powdered form. You do need to be careful here with ginger if you have a lot of pitta as it can 
be too heating for pitta. If that's the case, you may want to try more of the fresh ginger in your foods in, in your hot water in the morning, as this will be better for that pitta. So ginger can uh, help with conditions such as sinus congestion, sluggishness, uh, sluggish digestion, and overweight issues. Ginger also helps to really stoke up the agni, that digestive fire. So the next herb is clove. Now this is one that you do need to be a little bit careful with if you have a lot of pitta, as this is very heating. But clove is pungent, it's heating. It improves the blood circulation. It helps to promote digestion by increasing the, it helps to promote digestion by increasing the hydrochloric acid that is produced in the stomach and is also an anti-inflammatory. And then the last spice that I'm gonna mention here is black pepper. And black pepper is pungent and heating. Black pepper is very warming and pacifying for kapha and vata. It could aggravate pitta too much, so just taking this in moderation is important. You can use this freely though to warm and stimulate your kapha. You generally, you're using this as a powder, but you could also use peppercorns if you're doing this in recipes or in a tea. So I'm going to wrap it up and hope that that gives you some information on how you can start balancing yourself through kapha season if you have a lot of kapha in your body as well, ways that you can help to keep this balanced and go through kapha season with joy and bliss and healthiness and keep the immune system strong. There's so much more to share about kapha and how we can bring some practices in using our food, our sleep, and our lifestyle practices to help balance it. But I'll give you that for now and we'll pick this up next time and bring in some more, some more practices that you can bring into your routines to help balance kapha. So I hope this is helpful. And before I leave you today, I just want to quickly mention that I have some great memberships that if you're looking to get some kind of movement into your mornings that offer different ways that you can move from yoga to adding in some weights, uh, as well as some cardio within that, and or mixing it all together so that you're not having to do separate practices, you can bring this all together. And you can check that all out on my website at www.ayurvedicwellnessbynatasha.com. And I'll leave that link in the notes so that you can find that easily. So I invite you to check it out if, this, if you're needing a little bit more motivation to get you moving in the morning. All right. So that's it for me. As always, thank you so much. I wish you an amazingly awesome day. And I and go out there and be your fabulous self.